You're listening to the Bug Bucks Podcast, hosted by Alan Draper and Eric Bassett. Each week, they'll discuss ways to scale and grow your pest control company with a goal of helping you become a bug money millionaire. But just like you said, the top line revenue is just a number. And if you're not paying attention to everything that goes from top line to bottom line, cost of goods sold, gross profit, all that other stuff, and you don't know exactly how that all correlates, I'm sorry to say, but much bigger companies than just $5 million, $10 million have failed because at the end of the day, the numbers just don't pencil out. Welcome to the Bug Bucks podcast. I am your host, Alan Draper. I've got my man, Eric Bassett here with me. What's going on, Eric? Hey, Alan. Not too much. It, uh, it's been a busy week. We just recorded an episode just a few minutes ago. We're doing back-to-back episodes today. I didn't mention the last episode. I think I've spent the last week doing all sorts of stuff with our partners, like kind of redefining things, checking on our roles and working on stuff. And it's been a Quadrant huge two, week bro. of... Quadrant yeah, two. right? So lots of clarity which has been great. Makes me feel super confident moving into our prep season and getting ready to kill it this next year. So that's been good. You know, I don't think we in the pest control industry, and I think in a lot of industries generally spend enough time working on the important, not urgent stuff. It's just by a nature of our business, you know, it's not important until it becomes important, right? Yeah. Which is such a tough way to operate. And, you know, Guys, you kind of put off a lot of this stuff. It's like, ah, yeah, I'll fix that when I have time. Well, you know, and we've talked about that before. It's just a tough way to do it. Yeah. Almost every episode I say, that's one of the reasons why I love the pest control industry. But one of the reasons why I love the pest control industry is because we have seasons. Like we have no excuses. You know, for the listener, you have no excuse. You need to work on your business, not for your business this time of year. It's this gift, right? Where it's, hey, things are going to slow down on the phones. You know, and we've slowed down. We're still pretty busy because still warm. You know, we talked about that previous episode, staying a little warmer this fall. But it's a great time to do that. And I wanted to get into the kind of talking about some things that we should be focused on. Something that has really hit me and my businesses recently. Before we do that, I want the listener to go check out our Facebook group, Bug Bucks. It's B-U-G-B-U-X. I've tried to spell it out for people and people that have even, I had this guy one time and he's like, I I heard it on the, you know, on the podcast, but how do you spell it? And I was like, I literally spell it every time I say it. It's Bug Bucks, (laughs) B-U-G-B-U-X. We're on Facebook. We have over 3000 PCOs in that group and it's all business. The discussions are getting really good. You know, we've had a great, just last couple of days since Pest World, people asking all sorts of really fantastic questions. And it's just a great source of like groupthink where it's, because I don't know that any one voice in there is worthy, mine included, is worthy of just accepting wholeheartedly and moving on. The nice thing about that group is you're going to get different perspectives. You're going to get somebody that's been in the industry for 25 years that has two trucks. You're going to get somebody that, you know, has been around for a handful of years that has a hundred. So make sure to join the group, Bug Bucks, B-U-G-B-U-X, and use it. There's some folks in there that use it almost every day, posting questions and just having great discussions. So I want to have a great discussion about 
the finances of a PCC. And I, I've got to tell you, Eric, about 30 minutes before I hit the record button, I was going through financial statements. Now we have 10 branches. They're not all created equally. As you can imagine, they're everywhere from Reno to Long Island, New York. Actually, I think Boston is technically east of Long Island, but so they're different. I'm going to try to avoid specifics for the sake of my partners. I don't really care that much, but I want to give enough detail so that there's some value here. So a couple of things to keep in mind. We started our first branch, started working on 2014, but our first revenue was in Detroit in 2015. When I'm talking about things, I don't ever compare that branch to, I should say, I don't compare it to newer branches, but I will sometimes look back and say, I do this frequently and I don't know, I think it's helped. And I just mentioned to a partner today that I was going to do it where I'm going to look back at, let's say I'm in year two of a branch, Eric. I'm going to look back on a more established branch, maybe a branch we've had some success with. I'm going to look back on the financials from year two. So in the case of our you know, first Michigan branch, I'm going to look back year two would be 2016. I'm going to look at the financials and I'm going to look at a snapshot. And it's going to be different because of the microeconomy and some other factors. But I use it a little bit of a barometer, but with an asterisk where it's like, okay, this is a different branch. That's kind of a preface to me saying I was going through financials. I was going through all of the branches. I didn't make it through all of them, but I noticed a trend. I noticed a trend, Eric, with my more established branches. So I'm going to say more established is something that has been in operation for two calendar years, or let's say just two summers, two full summers three numbers really hit me hard. My cost of goods sold or my cost of service, how much it costs me to perform a service. So every single service, I have a financial statement where I break it down. It's a really cool statement actually, where it, it's a P&L, but it's broken down by service. So what it is, is it's my total line item cost divided by my total number of services, reservices, everything. It's really cool because then I can say, like, hey, I spent $1.50 per service in product. I don't know if that's an actual number. It's probably pretty close. Or, you know, my net revenue per service was 30 bucks. So number one, my gross profit's down. Number two, my cost per service is up, which means my net revenue per service is down. Things that hit pest control companies really hard, fuel, labor are through the roof. We recently did some strategic price raises. I feel like I did them too late. I feel like we got hit pretty hard with labor this summer. And I don't have all the answers. I'm going to say that right now. A lot of this I'm figuring out as we go. But I feel like there's this combination of increasing price, increasing top line revenue, but also controlling costs a little bit. Here's the thing. If you're a newbie to financial statements and you're just looking at top line revenue, or you may be even looking at bank balances, those are terrible things to look at right now. Because, and maybe it's different for Natura, but we did great top line revenue the last year, even year to date. 
Like I haven't noticed anything. We've been growing on pace for what we expected, maybe even some branches a little faster, but that is not enough. That's a small piece of the puzzle because I think that there are some businesses that are going to get absolutely crushed by inflation, crushed to the point where they're going to go out of business. I hope it doesn't affect too many PCOs, but I can't help, and I didn't want to get political, but I can't help but think of when they did the interview with uh, President Biden and he puts up his little fingers like he's measuring and he's like, it's just an inch. Like we measure inflation in inches, but he said just an inch and I'm seeing this impact and it's huge. And I think you have to manage correctly to make sure that it doesn't really cause significant harm to your pest control company. You know, I think it's every PCO, at least I imagine that every PCO has some degree of being a visionary where they think to themselves, man, I would love to have a, whatever it is, $1 million pest control company, $3 million, $5 million, $10 million, whatever that number is, right? And in their mind, maybe from the beginning, they think if I can just hit that number, that magical, mystical, whatever million dollar number that I can hit, then I'll have made it. Then I'll be financially free. I can do anything I want and my company will be successful. But just like you said, the top line revenue is just a number. And if you're not paying attention to everything that goes from top line to bottom line, cost of goods sold, gross profit, all that other stuff, and you don't know exactly how that all correlates, I'm sorry to say, but much bigger companies than just $5 million, $10 million have failed because at the end of the day, the numbers just don't pencil out. You know, you can have a $20 million company. And if those numbers don't pencil out, then that company's gone. And if you don't protect your margins and plan ahead and have a strategic plan for all of that stuff, especially nowadays when you've got, and I don't want to get too political, but maybe somebody who, if they seem like they are downplaying the amount of inflation or how it impacts you as a business owner, you have to be the person who is there to protect your asset. You can't let anyone else do it for you. I think that's a great point and made me think of a couple of things. One, there's this balance, right? And I'm trying to strike that balance of, hey, I'm going to be real with the numbers. I'm going to be real with the data because they're telling me something that is void of emotion. Is it devoid or void? That's a good question. Devoid? Devoid of emotion? Void of emotion? But it's not political. It's just my financial statements, man. Like I really can't argue with it. So I'm trying to strike this balance of recognizing that on one hand and saying, we got this on the other. Not just saying the sky's falling. There's nothing we can do. That is not my message today, Eric. Okay. That's not my message for the listener. The sky, I don't think it's falling, but maybe it's like, you know, there's some winds starting to circle or something. And there's going to be an extreme amount of opportunity. And as leaders, you mentioned that we're visionaries, right? We have these goals. And I love helping people meet their goals. I love when people call me. And they're like, Alan, I just want, I want to add $500,000 in the next year. Whatever it is, I think it's fantastic that they're able to voice those goals. They're able to identify them. So here's the thing. One, strike that balance of you're still the leader of your company. If you have a branch, I want you to reach out to me or on Bug Bucks, I want you to either create a post if you feel comfortable 
with it or DM me or whatever. Reach out to me, send me a freaking smoke signal. I don't care. If you have a branch that is at least three years old, if your net profit this year is the same or better than it was last year, I want you on the show. I want to figure out like what happened. And here's the caveat, Eric. I think it can be done if you don't grow. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people consider, you know, when you look at a pest control company, if you didn't have any other pest control companies or PCOs to talk to, and that's what happened to you, right? Where all of a sudden you're showing profits that are great after year one or year two, and you're like, man, I've made it. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you have to understand exactly where that should be if you're trying to be aggressively growing. And I guess it kind of depends on where you really want to be. But in most cases, like there are key indicators, financially speaking, that you are doing the right things to ensure that your company can continue growing. Because with pest control companies, the battle of attrition is real. You know, we're not a utility company. We're not something that somebody has to have. As much as I honestly believe that pest control is just as important as any other thing or service that you get, it's not something that it's not water, electricity, or gas, right? So we always deal with attrition. And if we're dealing with attrition on one hand and dealing with inflation on the other, then your only other real asset is growth, right? And if you're not reinvesting in that, then you've got a problem. And if you're showing profits and you're not reinvesting in growth with those profits, then yikes, man, your roadmap is now very limited in where you can take your business. I think that's a really good point. You can ride out the storm with smaller margins. I think that's a fantastic point by pointing to growth. And I look at you know the viability or kind of the lifespan of a pest control company in terms of three main factors, three kind of macro data factors. One, gross revenue. Two, gross revenue growth year over year. And then three, net revenue. And I think that's a really good point. And if you're a leader in a company and you have people that are starting to ask questions about this or a little concerned, maybe some of your management or upper level management, I think this is a really good point that Eric just made. And that is, we're doubling down on growth and that might affect our bottom line. I mean, that's what Proof did. Doubled in size this year, right? Or dang near did that. Our net margins are still very healthy. They're just not what they were last year. So I think you don't bury your head in the sand. And I don't think you say the sky is falling. You find that middle ground. Yeah. And I think that the more that you look into some of the data, like for me, data is a very clarifying thing. It helps me really understand. I can kind of separate my emotions from the data and I can look through everything and say, okay, like if I consider all the details and what the data is telling me, then I can move on unemotionally and be good. If I ignore that data, then I get anxious. I think I'm in a better position than I really am, or possibly I think I'm in a worse position than I really am. And what I really need to know is exactly where I'm at. And, yeah. You know, that might kind of sound like kind of a pipe dream to some guys, but understanding and being able to read the data, I think helps a lot in easing that anxiety as a business owner. I mean, and we probably should have started there because so much of our stress as business owners comes from the unknown. It comes from what's inflation going to do? What is the job market going to be like a year from now or next summer? 
And a lot of people do bury their head in the sand. They're like, you know what? I can't handle it right now. When it's actually those demons that you're creating are worse than fact, right? If you just, hey, I'm going to get a bookkeeper. I'm going to figure out how to itemize some of these things myself, whatever the case is. Then you realize, okay, actually, this is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I think we could have started there. And, you know, if you need a resource, I was actually, I have an in-house CFO. He's a CPA. So he handles all the books for proof and everything. But I was just for some of my other businesses, some of the smaller ones, I was looking for a bookkeeper. And I made one post on Facebook and interviewed a handful of people and just knocked out of the park with this person I found. I'm going to hire her. Just spoke with her this morning. If you're not to that point with your pest control company, I don't care how small you are. I don't care if you do $20,000 a year in revenue. You need books. You need books and you need to start keeping them now. That's how you're going to grow your company. That's how you're going to learn about who you are and, and where you're headed. If you need help with that type of resource, any type of financial resource, reach out to us on Bug Bucks or DM me or whatever, and I'll help you. I'll get you in touch with somebody. I'm paying this individual. They're really small companies. You know, One of them is going to do a couple hundred grand this year, new business. And I think she's going to charge me 200 bucks a month, Eric. Oh, to do the all right. <laughs> yeah. Where do I sign? Yeah, exactly. So she's like, <laughs> she, she looked at them and she's like, I can probably do this in a, you know, five-ish hours a month for what I wow. needed to do. A lot of times people, they approach it as, no, I need to get a CPA. I need a tax advisor. It's like, hey, let's just get somebody that you know, throws these expenditures in the right category. So you have something to look at each month. Yeah. Well, and you know, I understand that as a PCO, as a business owner, maybe you are the visionary where you see your business growing and building and becoming what you dream it should be. But maybe you're not a big numbers guy. Maybe you're not the financial wizard, you know, and you don't need to be. And you don't need to redesign the wheel either. And you don't need to completely stress yourself out trying to teach yourself how to read a PL. It'd be a good idea if you understood the details in a PL. But you can hire and you can outsource and you can delegate some of that work. And it can be just as effective, if not more effective, than if you were going to try to do it yourself. And it can bring a lot more clarity, ease that anxiety. And just like you said, it really doesn't matter what size of a business you are. Those books will help you understand whether your company is winning or losing far more than just looking at the revenue number. Exactly. A lot of people manage from the bank account. That doesn't make any sense to me. Ooh, dangerous. Yeah, that doesn't tell you anything. And, you know, I think, you know, what would be cool is to have somebody on here, Eric, that we break out a sample PL. I could grab one online. I could even grab a pest control company's sample PL that we kind of all three of us have. And that person just asks us questions because I feel like I take some things for granted. I taught myself corporate finance. I just bought one of those textbooks. It was like 150 bucks, 120 bucks. And I just read it. And so over the last few years, if I run into something and I have CPA friends that know much more than I do, and I use the wrong terms sometimes, but I know how to manage from a financial statement. I know what it's telling me and I know how to make practical changes that will eventually end up 
on the PL or the financial statement, cash flow statement, balance sheet, the big ones. But I think that would be a cool episode. Somebody that's kind of getting started. So if that resonates with you, if you're the type of person that's like, hey, I don't know where to start, I think that would be a great guest. Eric, have him come on and we just go through it like, hey, what are the questions you have? And just kind of get down to the basics. I think that could be helpful. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it, you know, all the guests that we've had for various things, you know, they all have something in common, which is being able to see little patterns in different things that we sometimes don't see because that's not something that we have direct focus in. And man, finances is a huge one with lots of patterns, lots of overlap. And uh, it would be great to have somebody come on the show where they can say, hey, you see this factor right here. If this is high or if this is low, this is where you should go. Take a look at this. If that's here, then you need to focus on this. You know, those uh, little patterns and knowing how to recognize those, that's huge. Yeah. I'm always looking for another perspective. I try to get out of my paradigms and it's really hard for us, but I think just having somebody with a fresh perspective with kind of new eyes, you know, I think that could be really helpful. I have one more thought and then we're going to wrap it up here, Eric. There is going to be a significant softening of the labor market due to all of this, all these things that we've been talking about due to the inflation and because the Fed's not fixing inflation. They thought they were with increased rates and it's not working. There's going to be a significant impact on certain sectors and certain businesses. They're not going to be able to withstand this. So there's going to be all this opportunity created around that. But then the other opportunity for business owners is going to be the softening of the labor market. And I don't know if you've heard this before, you know, for, for our listener, I don't know if someone has told you this before, maybe you're hearing it for the first time, but there's going to be significant opportunity to scale your PCCs through this softening of the labor market. And I say that with hesitation because it's not good for everybody. It's good for business owners. It's not how I would like to see the issue addressed, but it is going to happen. So be on the lookout. Jobs reports have shown that new jobs are down and it's going to continue like that. There's going to be some talent. The same thing happened during COVID. There were lots of opportunities to add to your team. So I say that it's you know kind of a positive implication. Take that with a grain of salt because there are some negative in, in terms of how it affects the individual. But payroll's going to not be as tight. I think it's going to loosen up a little bit, but there is going to be this opportunity to find really highly qualified and talented individuals. And so start looking now. That's kind of the good news, right? I guess the couple of pieces of good news I have one is now's a great time to learn about the financials of your pest control company and to make adjustments and to learn what it means to run a business. This is us trying to figure things out. This is people trying to learn things that, uh, myself included, I'm trying to figure out how to address the inflation issue and how it's affecting especially labor and fuel. But it's affecting our chemical costs too, Eric. It's affecting everything. It really hit us hard with gas. Obviously, the gas prices, labor significantly up. One of my branches, it doubled this year compared to year over year. And what I mean by that is the ratio doubled, not the not the raw raw dollar amount. So my percentage of tech labor 
this year compared to last doubled. So there are these opportunities, right? Opportunities to learn, opportunities to get better. And then there's also going to be the softening of the uh, the labor market, which will have positive implications for pest control companies. Yeah, man. I think it's a, it's a great time to strategically think about the personnel that you have on your team. You know, there's, especially in the past few years, it's been tough because obviously we, we need to get frontline colleagues, technicians, customer service reps, you know, inside sales teams, stuff like that. But now's a really great time. Like you were saying before, there will be talented people that you can go get. And now's a great time to think about those higher, you know, strategic positions in your company that you really need to put in there to get things going. Now's a good time to go look for those. 100%. Well, that's it, man. That's it. I spoke way more than my fair share today, but I'm passionate about this. It's, I think it's just really raw for me because I've been going through the financial statements just over the last couple of hours. For the listener, join our Facebook group, Bug Bucks, B-U-G-B-U-X, and participate in there. Don't just join. If you have a question, ask it. We do a pretty good job of just kind of monitoring things. I don't put up with people like, I, I like the truth, but you don't have to be a jerk about it that I see sometimes in other groups. And it happens in our group sometimes too. And I kick people out. They can go do that somewhere else. It has to be, you know, conversation that's meant to help. And so that's what we're focused on. So uh, make sure to check us out in the Bug Bucks Facebook group and we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Bug Bucks podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please show your support by subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating. Thank you. And we'll catch you on next week's episode.